Welcome back to another edition of the True Balls Podcast. And we're back after a long, arduous time off. We're in video this time, hopefully, if this works. If not, forget about it. You're listening to the audio. I'll be fine anyway. JJ, how are you? <laughs> how, how was your Christmas? <laughs> that was great. Great. Jeez, it feels like a, a lifetime since we did one of these. It does, yeah. When is it, I think? It's before the Rona came anyway. Is it or maybe just as it was coming, possibly? No, it was before it. Because I, I checked our WhatsApp group and... So I think we put up a I put up a message on the eleventh of March saying Mike Lowen is talking shit for yeah. us to talk about and I don't I don't think we ever talked about it. We haven't talked about it. He's probably still talking shit, a fucking prick. But oh, uh sure. yeah. what's new? <laughs> he never stops. Any crack with you anyway? How's how's life gone? Still still alive, still moving <sighs> on. Oh grand, oh grand. I'm getting very sick of being locked in the house now. Yeah. Uh, sure. It's nearly nearly over. Yeah. Nearly over. <laughs> yeah. Nearly over in like three years' time, fuck's sake. You'll be, uh, you'll, be, you'll be a grandfather by the time this is over. <laughs> at, at least if we can move, in three weeks' time, I can go home or like, oh, call yeah. down to your house for a session. Speaking of, have to pop one of these on. It's actually funny enough if uh, if Thomas Delaney's watching, I actually procured some harp elsewhere as well. So beautiful harp, JJ. What are you? Have you any drink gone by you? What's crack with you? God fucking bless the harp boys. The whole time we, we'll hold it up here, so we'll have a good uh, we'll have a good thumbnail. Go on, just hold up your harp there, JJ. Beautiful, sweet, God sweet bless. nectar. Everyone, pull out their cans and have a drink. What more would you show? What more could you ask for on a um, Tuesday evening? Tuesday? Yes, Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah. I, I was talking to one of the lads today, and I was sending him a voice message, and I was like, we were talking about putting up an article, and I was like, no, today is Wednesday. Choose wins. <laughs> I spent about thirty seconds arguing with myself <laughs> on fucking day. Just having the clue, but sure, look, these things happen, right? They're all the same, now, sure. They are. Every day, what difference does it make? The worst is the weekends, though, because yeah. there's no such thing as weekends anymore. It's uh, uh, talk will be back anyway. Yeah. We're back. We're back. Yeah, yeah all right, right, JJ. First things first. Man United. How are we getting on? What do you think? State of affairs now. Man United. We know Man United. Oh. When when all they came in, we were doing well. Then we went to shit. Then we were doing well again. When we come back, where are we? What are we going to do? It's impossible to know. Like, when it finished off in March or whenever it was, like, we were flying. Like, there was kind of a field goal factor around the place. Bruno was playing well. Mm-hmm. All the boys were playing well. I was sure we were on for top four. And now, in theory, we should be better because we've got Rashford back. We've got Pogba back. The rest of the boys are still there. But... But it was like the Bundesliga, like the first two or three games, you didn't really know what you were going to get. Mm-hmm. And the fact we're probably coming back to our toughest game of the running. Yeah. Like for, first game, Jose with about 13 weeks to plot how he's going to stop us scoring goals. Like mm-hmm. it's it's made to be a difficult one. But... Neil all written all over, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It really you, is. you can be. You can be guaranteed, like, I know he got caught for training lads in the park, but mm-hmm. you can be guaranteed he had a few fucking sly training sessions as well. Like, I'd be kind of disappointed if Man United weren't at it. Now, I'll take, okay, the coronavirus, take it seriously and all that, but, like, you're surely, like, this is a worldwide fucking enterprise. Well, like, 
okay, we you know we talked about Luke Shaw before and the way he kind of gets out of shape and things at times. Like, do you think there's any notion that these lads will be like? unprofessional enough to not come back in like tip top shape after what how long is it now like 12 weeks is it is it that long so, uh, it's m- more it is, is it? It? I don't know. It's, yeah like um, i don't know like just part of me is like I'm sure you hear people oh they need so many weeks it's like they need a pre-season again to come back fit but like mm-hmm. they were in the middle of a season flying fit like they're professional athletes they had nothing else to do. They couldn't go on holiday. It's not like it's the summer where they go on holiday for a few weeks and probably come back out of shape. But mm-hmm. there's no reason they shouldn't be fit. Maybe match sharpness, fair enough. But like they've had the last couple of weeks and apparently they played a like A versus B game kind of yeah. thing in training. So like should be reasonably sharp. But mm-hmm. it's, it's probably, it's hard to know. Like it's hard to know. Luke Shaw, two, three stone overweight. What do you think? Would it be all right? I don't know. <laughs> I actually, I actually saw a picture of him. He didn't look too bad. He didn't look like Higuain looks. Anyway, did you see that picture of Higuain? Uh, was that a bad picture, though? I don't know. Like, oh, jeez, I don't know. He was beside Ronaldo and yeah, Dybala, yeah, I saw. The ballad of fucking Ronan, he's yeah. looking well, isn't he, the cunt? Like, yeah, no. I wonder, I wonder how it would affect him. Like. He said he said weeks later that he was still affected him and he couldn't breathe properly and he couldn't like run properly and stuff. So maybe he's better now, but... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how ter- long term, especially for professional athletes. Like yeah. we've literally never experienced that because, like, apart from yeah. the UFC, we haven't had any sports back really. So, yeah, it'd yeah. Be interesting to see how it goes. I don't like. I I just picture Luke Shaw eating fucking chef ketchup and and uh, and <laughs> chips and like fucking Oreos nonstop and uh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I fruit and fiber. I'd say he'd be a great man for the fruit and nut bars. I'd say he'd be. A- <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I think, I think the fact Williams is breathing down his throat, yeah. it would probably keep him a small bit honest. But yeah, we'll see. If he if he does come back out of shape, we've got Williams anyway. So I'm not too. Do you think? Do you think the whole Williams contract offer thing coming in the last two weeks was just to like get Sean and give him a kick up the hole? Like potentially, potentially, yeah. Potentially, I think it's it's no harm to tell him no either. He's class like Yeah, but. he is good. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he yeah. is. Well, still not hundred percent proven, but yeah, he could be good. I, like I suppose it's very hard to analyze the season how it's going to look for Man United and all the teams are like, right? So Liverpool have the league one. We can we can all agree on that. Even though they were going to shit, as you called it. In fairness, you called it. They, they were yeah. going to shit, and they they would have lost it if there, there's always be the asterisks b- b- beside it. Yeah. What do you think for the rest of the teams? Like, is I know. Say like the the teams near the bottom. There's always one, maybe two teams who, you know, gets loads loads of points, and a couple of teams who gets drugged back in, and you know their home crowd helps them and things like that. And like Man United as well. Man United are notorious for having like a, a home crowd that's terrible most of the time, but good sometimes. And might drag them through towards the end. Like, is there? Is this going to be like very different, do you think, from other seasons? Where like, well, obviously it's going to be different from other seasons, but like results that maybe we would see normally what we won't see this year like I think so I think so because like wasn't there some stat there the first week or two back at the Bundesliga like that only 14% the home games or yeah. one or something like that but mm-hmm. and like it, it will play play a part in it I think so there could be an odd result that like you just wouldn't expect like even look at Liverpool like Liverpool's main asset of Anfield is the atmosphere probably mm-hmm. and it's fairly intimidating and stuff mm-hmm. so like that's not going to be the same now no, whether it makes a difference or not, I don't know. But 
you'd imagine it'll make a difference in some games. Mm-hmm. The only team it won't affect probably is Man City. Yeah, they have the exact same crowd. It's a bit unfair, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although the, the Liverpool fans could still come out and attack the bus on the way to the stadium, so like, you know, they might still. Yeah. <laughs> they might still have that factor going from the fuckers. They'll throw bottles from two meters apart. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just listen to yeah, they have the they have the window up in front of them, the fucking boss. Fucking washing the bottles with hand sanitizer for my trauma. Oh god, but yeah. Like, like, I don't even know. Have you looked at the table? What's the crack with relegation? Like, who's going I kind of hope Aston Villa go down so we might be able to get Grealish easier. But other than that, like, yeah. what's going on? I say Norwich were on the comeback. They're probably probably too late. Mm-hmm. I say, if, oh, I want to see Villa going down as well, purely that we might have a chance of getting Grealish. Mm-hmm. Um, geez, it's, it's even hard to remember who was down around there. Yeah, like. I think that's the problem with it. I feel like. This episode, we'll, we'll probably get away from the Premier League in a second and go to a few other things. But, like, it feels like we're not back there yet. Like, it's it's weird because I, I, me with the UFC, I felt like that. And then there was fucking two UFC cards and I was quickly kind of back into it. I feel like the Premier League yeah, will yeah. be the same. There's just going to be so much that we'll kind of get back into it. But, like, what do you, like, I'm, I was trying to think of it today and I was talking to, I don't know who I was talking to. But we were on about, like, when the FA Cup, that we have dates for them. They were on about doing like a Champions League. I saw an article today on Sky Sports that they're doing like a World Cup style Champions League thing. I'd assume they'd do the same for the Europa League. But like, probably. It's going to be really hard to get everything done. But I didn't, the question is, and like, I don't think there's any answer to this yet. Like, when is next season going to start? What are they going to do with next season? Like, yeah. is, are we going to be able to travel? Like, are Man United going to be able to travel to play in the Europa League or the Champions League next year? Like, it seems all over the place, isn't it? Yeah, it does. And it's. Like, I think the Premier League. It's not straightforward to run off, but at least it's a bit easier to run off. The FA Cup, maybe Europa League, be a bit more difficult. Like, I don't know how with the travel restrictions and quarantines, there, like, it'll be more difficult to run off. Now, I'm sure teams will get allowances if they're all tested beforehand and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it will be difficult. But it's it's next season is the complete unknown, or even the transfer window. Like, but yeah. when do they all happen now? And then what's the knock on effect of those? Like, because I'd assume next season has to finish on time because they've re- rescheduled Ross for next year. Like so, mm-hmm. you can't drag on. Like they can't push it out again. So yeah, it's interesting, interesting to see. Yeah. It's also interesting. Okay, we don't want to get like all coronavirus out, but like if there's a second wave, like what the fuck is going to happen in? Like, because how far can they push back the season? As you say, with the Euros coming up, like. I feel like they should just play immediately now. The last game of this season, a week later, two weeks later, maybe get straight into next season. Like they've had their twelve weeks off yeah. or whatever it is now. That's like that's plenty. The, the transfer window is an interesting one. I actually saw today somewhere else as well. They said FIFA have given permission to the countries to open their transfer window. I think two weeks before the end of their seasons. So like, what's the yeah. season going to be played out in six or seven weeks? So the transfer window yeah. should be open in the next month or so. So I think. Like that makes, I suppose that does make sense, and the, the leagues can kind of decide from their, for themselves. Then after that, so I think that kind of makes sense. So we'll we'll kind of see how that goes. But like, it's it's so weird because it's all up in the air. You feel like, you feel like right. They had a long, a long time there where we were kind of seeing where everything was going, and then they reached a the point where okay, yeah. we're bringing back football. We're we're doing all these different things with all the different sports. But they still have. There's so many things still up in the air, and I suppose like what what can they do? But like, 
I feel like they, and you know, in in soccer especially, but in other things as well, they they need to schedule things. Just, okay, you might have to change the schedule, but you need some certainty there, and you need like people to be able to plan for next year, whether there's Europa League or Champions League or whatever, or just cancel things like. Cancel the FA Cup if you need to cancel it next year. Cancel the League Cup if you need to uh, cancel it next year. But I, I think they like that certainty. You, like you, you're a businessman. You know all about this sort of thing. But you, like from a business point of view, even do you think they need that certainty going into next year, next fiscal year, even if you want to call it that, when the transfer window opens? It, yeah, I think they do. Like they, at least it's like I said, like it might get delayed, but you need to have a plan there or something to aim for, mm-hmm. like because it's. Like when it's completely up in the air, you don't know. I think it was like Aidan O'Shea said that kind of in the middle of this about the GA as well. He was like, "Look, Tug. just yeah, I don't, I don't like him." Like, but anyway, he he made a good point saying that like, give us a date that it's either happening or not happening. Mm-hmm. Don't it's the unknown was killing lads, and mm-hmm. it's, it's the same with everything. Like, so they, at least if they say right, the season's running up until I don't know whenever it's finishing mid August, and then the new league, league starts first week in September. Mm-hmm. At least if they kind of had something penciled in, it gives a bit of structure. I know if it gets delayed, it gets delayed, but I think you need to have that plan up front. Yeah, I agree 100%. Let's, let's yeah. talk about some transfers in a second, but one thing I want to bring up first, and it's it's a thing I threw up in the group there about two weeks ago, Nanny. Let's have an old chat about Nanny now. Like, Nanny was useless, right? He had one good season where he scored about Incorrect. 23 goals. The rest of the time, he was just this show pony who was really good at gymnastics, and he would score like a 30-yard screamer four times a season. Like, He was rubbish. Thoughts, JJ? Incorrect. Uh, incorrect. What, like everything you said there. What's everything incorrect? you said there. Everything is correct. Basically, everything, everything you said, bar the fact he scored screamers, was incorrect. Like, he... We put this up so long ago now I haven't prepared for this So I don't have the stats to hand But he was our Like our top Assist and goals From midfield For a couple of seasons I'm nearly sure No He was like Shinji Kagawa was And Potentially better player Another man I champion But he didn't He didn't do the same for United Like I think Nanny was Highly underrated I, uh, like I, I, I even watched the thing, uh, soccer box there with um, Neville and Rooney, mm-hmm. and to be fair, Rooney was like he was absolutely brilliant, but he'd frustrate the life out of you. Mm-hmm. And I can completely understand that because he do he like he'd score an absolutely unbelievable goal, and then he'd make an absolute hames of a five yard pass. Like he he was a bit erratic, mm-hmm. but geez, he was like he was very effective, and his his stats were very good. I'd say like I don't have him to hand, but he I'm nearly sure two or three seasons he was like top assist goals are up near the top assists and goals from midfield like there, I don't think there's any doubt that Nanny had talent like he was a very talented player a good player but like as you say erratic he was like unbelievably erratic like he, uh, he I always talk about Eason Hazard and I'm maybe very critical of him and more so than I should be but like Nanny to me was just like more shit than good like like when you talk about erratic, right, or he make two or three mistakes in a game, or make a bad four yard pass, but he'd like make score a screamer once every six games, and in every other game he'd hit ten bad four yard passes, like or just fall around the place and not run back and just be lazy and useless in general. Like that was nanny to me. No, Am I, I'm just, uh, like, what's wrong with that? Like that's correct. It's all correct. No, like you're right that he, he scored screamers and he'd mess up simple passes. He wasn't lazy, I don't think, and he wasn't useless. 
He was though. Like he he hit double figures in goals and assists a good couple of seasons. He did not and, like pull we, up the how, stats. Pull them up. Pull up. I can't because <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. But, oh, yeah. um, and you're using your phone. Yeah, you can't do it. Yes, I win. Yeah, <laughs> but like he he, def, he definitely did. No. And like he wasn't he he was never as good as his talent should have been. Do you think? Like, do you think but, it was Ronaldo? Do you think everyone was expecting him to be the next Ronaldo and then everyone's like, yeah. no, he's not Ronaldo, so he's shit. Yeah. Not everyone. You were like that. Yeah. I think most people, <laughs> most people probably appreciated him for how good he was. <laughs> most people were fair to the poor lad. Like, <laughs> I was just, yeah. nah, shit. Fuck him. Yeah. But like, <laughs> to be fair though, out of the two of us, I think I've proven to be by far the better judge of a player so far in this podcast series. I, you we, said Scott McTominay was captain West Brom and he'd probably end up captain of Man United. Nah, he won't, because what age is he? 20, 23? Uh, Harry Maguire will still be around long after he's gone. <laughs> I, like, I was actually thinking about that today. Like, Harry Maguire is only, what, 26? Like, he's going to be captain of Man United for the next six or seven years, at least, I'd say. That's, that, yeah, doesn't, yeah. that doesn't seem right. Like, you know, he's a good player, but I don't know. He just doesn't seem like the Man United captain. Maybe he'll grow into it. He's only there not too long. Uh, actually, he's like... Oh, I think he was coming very good there. He, oh, like, he started off at a bit shaky, but he was coming very good. Like, I mean, who, who championed Harry Maguire then, since he was playing for fucking Hull? Who are, or whoever was, who was he playing for before Leicester? Hull, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I championed him. That you cha- no, you championed him so much you can't remember who he's playing I, for. Yeah, yeah he I, did, I, I Do you know who else I championed? And you don't even like him, but he did play well for a while. Um, Trippier, when he was playing for Burnley, I was like, "That lad is good. Someone should sign him." And in Tottenham, sign him. Who else did I champion? Let's 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 let's, let's call let's pull them all out here. Gareth Bale, I said he was the best player in the world. He went for a world record fee, but whatever. Well, look what came after mm, injuries listen, and so. Um, he was never the best player in the world. Who, Maybe the best amateur golfer in the world. That's about it. <laughs> who else did I champion? I champion so many people. Fellaini. I can't even. I can't even remember Fellaini. Absolute class, non-stop, brilliant. <laughs> I, who have you champion? It was any good. Fucking Jason Scotland. Well, you champion. Yeah. De Gea is debatable, like, because... Uh, not, not even debatable. <laughs> he was the best goalkeeper in the world for years. Yeah, but, like, how long? How many years has he been in Man United? Ten years? He's been... For the first three years, he was shit. For the last two and a half years, he was shit. For half his time, he's been rubbish. He was player of the season for what four, five seasons there. Yeah, but sure, he's rubbish the rest of the time. Sure, what's, what's the point? Do, do you know? Do you know who was the only other player to win player of the season in those years? Who? And Herrera, another man I champion. Uh, another average player. Like Ander Herrera is a good player, but pure average. I was dead right though, and you. Uh, I think you even agreed with me once when I said about Herrera that we need to get rid of him because we need better players coming in to replace him. Like Hernandez. I never agreed with that. Like, ah, you never do, agreed you do with that. that. Like you do, you do. We need never. better players. Nah, you do. Fred, I, I stuck. I stuck with Fred, and you also get rid of him. I still think we should get rid of Fred. Like, what if Van der Beek comes in? Oh. Let him in there. Uh, I'd keep Fred. Nah, get well, I yeah. keep Fred, but I wouldn't. I just don't think he's good enough. Fred, too small. Fred and Mambasaka are probably up there for our fair the season so far. Uh, to them, like. yeah, he has been good in fairness, but like Ander Herrera was good as well. But I think we need better. I think we need if we if we're but to you, be the best uh, team in the league. You don't. You need better around him. Like, but he's. You can't have a, a midfield of Pogba's. Like, you need a, mm. a lad who's willing to not do much. Like, just sit, pick up passes, break up the, the play. Uh, every team needs one of those. Like, that's... every team needs a Jordan Henderson, and he's a Brazilian Jordan uh, Henderson. <laughs> I, I think no. I don't think we need because if we were to play Pogba and Fernandez in the same team, we need a fucking. We need a Raikin in the team. Like, we need a world class holding player. Like. 
we need someone who can hold the team together. I, I don't know. Is Van de Beek that player? Maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's holding. He's kind of a more of a... He's good in uh, FIFA. N- not a... Yeah, but he, he's more of a kind of a passer playmaker type, no? I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he'll break up the play. In. Like Kante is probably the man you'd need. Exactly. We if he wasn't him. afraid to play. Yeah, but he's back training now, so he'd be all right. But, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about him. Um, who else have you championed? So who else? Like, I feel like I championed lots of lads, and I just can't remember them now. Like, who uh, I championed Ross uh, Barkley when he was 16. I said he'd be good. Okay, he's been okay, like, but... Uh, uh, another failure. Don't know. Uh, who who would you champion out of the current Man United U crop? So go on. Now's your now's your chance to champion. Oh, I've already championed him since he was about fourteen. Angel Gomez. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love it, Angel. If yeah. we let, like, he's out of contract now as well. We need to keep him. Yeah, badly. stupid. Like, yeah. I'd have let Chong go before I'd have let Gomez. Oh, go. me too. Yeah, like Chong. Yeah. Chong seems to have that Ryan Giggs factor that he had years ago when like his contract was coming up. He started playing well. Like Chong played like three or four mm. good games there because he was obviously playing for a contract. Um, but yeah, yeah. where was Gomez supposed to go? He was supposed to go to Italy as well. Maybe he'd be a bit dodgy about going to Italy now with everything that's gone on. But sure, England's fucking worse actually. So I don't know what yeah. I'm talking about. So. Chelsea, they're on about aren't they? Yeah, they are as well. What about Chelsea? Well, let's get into the fucking German football while we're here. Timo Werner, Kai Havertz. My, my my two boys. Let's. Well, I haven't really championed Werner that much a bit. I have championed Kai Havertz to the to the hill, moon and back. You have, yeah. You you don't like Timo Werner, do you? What's the crack? Why don't you like Timo? Not really. I think I don't know if he's a real top top player. Like, and I don't think you can judge it properly in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, he scored a lot this season, but I was looking through it there the last week, week before. Like, he scored a couple of like two goals or hat-tricks against kind of nothing teams. Mm-hmm. He didn't He didn't score against Bayern Munich. He did score against Dortmund, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But like, and at international level, he's not been unreal. Yeah. And like, let's say he comes to Chelsea. Right, Chelsea's style at the moment is the two wingers and kind of Abraham, kind of a bigger man up front. Like, where is he going to fit? Is he going to play in the wing? Is he going to play up front? Yeah. Right. He feels like I think if, he's, uh, if he came to Chelsea, could he be a bit of a Morata like and just be? Uh, not, I don't know. He, I, I like him. I think he's good, but I kind of agree with what you're saying. I don't think like he feels like he feels like you know Liverpool ran about signing him. He feels like he could fit in there with that team that kind of moves around with their front three a yeah. lot and like with as you say with Chelsea like. Pedro, obviously, when he comes in, he plays well for Chelsea. Or William, William's very much like a, a winger who just like whips in fucking crosses and takes free kicks and stuff. It feels like a guy like that who's like, um, I don't know, like a, 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 an open forward or something. I don't know what you'd call yeah. him. Like, uh, he doesn't seem like he is that number nine, which it feels like they're buying him for. So yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I think he's a he's like a player you kind of have to accommodate. Like it's mm-hmm. you you can't go straight away. That's his position. Yeah. He's he's going to take over and like. The two signs that make me think ah, that he's not top top level is like Klopp would know him from German football. Mm-hmm. He was available for fifty million, and he didn't want him. So like, he was obviously saying he's not good enough to replace any of the three I have. So I won't bother signing him. Mm-hmm. And then like, mm-hmm. and the other thing that kind of makes me think he's not great is that I'm not that upset. We're not going for. It. Usually I'd be really pissed off, like, but I'm not that upset at all. Yeah. What about Havertz? What do you think of him? Is he as good as I make out? I've only seen Flash them now, to be fair. I've not seen as much as you, but okay. like the bits I've seen, he looks very good. Yeah. He does look very good. He'd like, be one, no, I'd be a 
bit annoyed if Chelsea got him ahead of us, but I don't think we're going to get him. I don't think Chelsea can get him either. I'd say he got him Bayern. Yeah, it's seventy five million. I think they're saying with Chelsea with today. Like, I think that'd be a fucking snip. You see, I was reading the thing, and okay, it's not always the it's not always the best to read. But like a German journalist was talking about him, and he was saying like he could be the next Zinedine Zidane. Like he's that good. He looks like that sort of player who's just kind of quick and smart and all sort of spaces. Like I, I was watching him a couple of games. Maybe was it? I think it was last year, and he was playing like in midfield, kind of an attacking midfielder, playing maybe in a tree. And now he's been playing up front in the last few games, and like he's been banging in goals, and he's finishing looks good. He just looks so yeah. composed. Like Man United ran about. I I saw. I know we were talking about it the other day, but they ran about like Grealish and Sancho, but not or Grealish or Sancho. So like I feel like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer maybe thinks of Grealish rather than playing him as a three midfield. He play him like instead of maybe Mata, where he's like a winger who comes in mm-hmm. and plays in that way. So like I feel like Havertz could do that job as well if you need him from Man United, but could play like you know kind of either of those yeah, three yeah. positions between like the the eight, the the kind of the nine yeah. and ten, and then maybe a winger as well. So like. It, what would Grealish cost you reckon like would Grealish cost 75 million uh, I don't know if they, if they don't get relegated potentially if they get relegated surely you get him for 50-60 region yeah. I don't know but that's what I'd assume who, who would you rather because Havertz or Grealish yeah see I, I don't know I was actually thinking about this today because mm. like I think we just need Sancho because for how many years now we've not had a proper right side of player yeah and like if if you get Grealish or like, I don't know enough what Havertz is. he kind of a winger style? He's more central from yeah, what I know no, about him. Yeah, he's not really a winger, no. He'd either play up front so, or kind of 10 or just behind in midfield. So, yeah, so you're essentially buying another kind of mat at a stick out in the wing. Like. Mm-hmm. So I think we need Sancho to address that side. Mm-hmm. And then it's probably between like a, a Havertz or Grealish for kind of a central role. And then you have Danny van der Beek thrown in there as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're all kind of vying for similar positions. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't know who I'd want. Like all along, I was like, we should be this because he's, you know, the league. He's young. He's their captain. Like he's obviously leadership material. But then he wasn't Rex Jeep. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's very interesting, like because right. I think even if you want Fred to play, I think we need another holding player. Okay, McTominay is good as well, but I think we need a world class holding player. I think most Man United fans agree with that. But like, okay, that'd be whoever it'd be. But like. The two in front with Fernandez and Pogba, it looks like Pogba's not going to go now. It looks like Real Madrid can't afford him. We might get to the whole financial aspect in a second. Yeah. Like, where's Grealish? And I know we were talking about maybe Grealish being a winger. But, like, Grealish or Havertz, like, where would they play in the team if they're going to play Pogba and Fernandez together? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, because in my head all along Pogba was gone yeah. like he was gone and Grealish was coming in to kind of not replace him but like he's just another midfielder mm-hmm. and if Pogba doesn't go I don't know if you, you'd you be kind of buying him and you'd be almost overloaded in the midfield but maybe it's like you said he'd be a, a better alternative to some of the lads we have maybe mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah I don't know where would you put him like, yeah it's a tough one it's a tough, I think Pogba needs to go is the bottom line yeah. Well, uh, like, does he need to go though? Like, I, I don't think we can get rid of him to be honest right now. And I'd be, inter- I'd be very interested. No, that was one of our topics. Pogba coming back. What? Like, wh- do you think Pogba will come back and he'll be maybe playing for a move, or will he be playing to like 
make Man United believe in him again, or will he just come back and sulk and you know fake an injury after ten minutes like he did last year, just so he can get a picture in the new Man United kit? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if he'll come back and sulk, mm-hmm. but like, there's a lot of talk that oh, Bruno could rejuvenate Pogba, like he'll want to stay at United because of Bruno and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like. If that's the only reason he's staying and he wasn't man enough to step up and do the job himself in the first place, we should get rid of him whether he wants to stay or not. Yeah. Like, I feel like what's to say he won't turn again next season and just decide not to play. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bruno has, like, made everyone better, though, hasn't he, since he came? Like, every player from Man United, like, Rashford has been better, Martial has been better. Like, w- I I'd like to see him first. I like I I know I think Pogba is the most overrated player in the world. Like people say he's a world class player. He's Man United's best player. He isn't. He's shit. He's never proven that. He's had a few good games for Man United on his day. He's very good, but he's not a world class player. Like he just simply isn't. World class players do it day in day out, week in week out. And even someone like a Hazard, who maybe doesn't do it like that, who does it. Ten times a season, let's say. You people call him yeah. world class. Pogba doesn't do that. Like when was the last time Pogba had a great game? You know, maybe he's had two in the last eighteen months. Like that's the sort of player yeah. Pogba is. So I think, like, I think he's a lot to prove. Maybe you know, you said there earlier about good players making players around them better. Like I think Hernandez is a genuine good player. Like Hernandez has had more good games for Man United already than Pogba has had. Like in fucking four years yeah. and two stints. Like, yeah. do you think that's a possibility that Fernandez makes him better? He probably will, like, because he'll take a bit of the pressure off him and free him up a bit. But, like, I kind of agree with your thing on Pogba. Like, I think he's world-class potential, but not a world-class player. And he's now 26, 27, is he? I don't know yeah, what he is, 26. Like, yeah. like, you're getting a bit old for being potential. Like, so at some point you need to start delivering. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if... I was thinking this as well today. If the two of them are playing together and, like, we're kind of playing the... 4 3 3 almost formation. Mm-hmm. Like, what's Pogba's position? Like, where is his best position? Like, everyone is saying, oh, his best position is when he's kind of left Rome free and he'd parallel pass him. But, like, we don't have that. So, mm-hmm. where, like, what is he really good at? Like, yeah. I, I couldn't, couldn't really pin it down. Like, he's an unbelievable passer, but he can't sit deep and break up the play and then pass the ball. Mm-hmm. So, that rules out that position. Like, he when he goes forward, he's a bit lazy getting back. So I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on him. Like I just don't know quite where he fits, and I don't know whether it upset the kind of rhythm they had going before he came back. Yeah. I feel like do you know what I'd like to see. Everyone's thinking like with Fred Holding and Pogba and Fernandez in front of him. I'd actually like to see uh, Fernandez in front, and then Pogba and Fred not not necessarily holding, but. Um, Fred yeah. stand back and letting Pogba go up and down being that box the box player that we, we don't really see like Pogba is a bit of a Gerard like he'll you know he'll he'll pop up in the big moments and he'll try to do big things when he can he's not you know he's not a, a fantastic player all the time you know he's an average player most of the time like yeah. like Gerard and yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's better when he sees things in front of him like he's going to spray those 80 yard Hollywood passes that do nothing like that that's the type of player Pogba is yeah. like Gerard and I feel like if they played him there that might open things up. That might get Hernandez into the game more. The, you know, and with the wingers yeah. we have as well, like especially let's say, let's say they bring in Sancho and they have either Rashford or Martial on the other wing or Dan James or whoever it might be, like Pogba playing balls over the top from a deep position, getting them running onto him, like that's that's dangerous and that's what we played against Man City and against other teams and we cause Man City especially awful problems doing that. Like, yeah. I feel like that's where you play him. What do you think? 
Yeah, in theory, you're right, but I think he has he's not shown the discipline or the desire often mm-hmm. enough for me to have faith that he'd do it. Mm-hmm. No doubt he can do it, but like remember when Ole came in first and he had that unbelievable streak yeah. of five or six games or whatever it was, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Like I remember a couple of goals, he absolutely burst into the box and he scored headers and so he was like almost a yeah yeah Toure. Like he's yeah. got the the frame, he's he can move. He's unstoppable when he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Like that's once in the blue moon and whether he maybe he will be a bit happier now and if he decides he wants to stay he might kind of reapply himself but I'm of the opinion once you're once you've shown your colours like that you should be shown the door like I and cutthroat I don't as you know I don't forgive and forget easily I know I know fucking well I know that yeah yeah I'd get rid of him as well I just don't think he's good I, I would forgive and forget but I just think he's rubbish so I'd get rid of him um I, what, yeah. what were you saying I don't think he will go though because can't afford to like you, you'd be looking for a hundred million range, and no one's going to pay that for him. No, I don't think. What do you think of that though? Like the prices, like say Havertz, like seventy-five million feels less than he'd normally be going for, or like Grealish. Even we were talking about maybe fifty million to seventy million. Like, what do you think prices because of the Dorona will be less? Do you think is there like we haven't really even talked about Sancho? We mentioned him a couple of times, but he feels like Man United is number one target. Do you think he will be less? We were talking yeah. about one hundred and twenty million beforehand. There's like the talks of ninety million now. Do you think? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'd say. Yeah, go on. What do you, what do you think? I'd say he'll still be in the hundred plus mark because mm. Dortmund have kind of said they're they don't need to sell. Like, yeah. Um. So I don't know about him, but I think in general other players might be because like clubs will be a bit stretched. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the market is so crazy still. Like I was saying, they're all prices have dropped. Like a Grealish for fifty to seventy million is reasonable, and in today's market it probably is. But like, still a heap of money. Like, yeah. like before before you be pick. Let's say Aston Villa got relegated, we pay fifty million. Mm-hmm. Before if a team got relegated, you pick them up for. Seven, eight, nine, ten million. Like, so it's still crazy money, but I get your point. Like, he'd probably be 80 million, let's say, mm-hmm. if things were going normal. Yeah. So, hopefully, yeah. Uh, hopefully, we get to, like, if you had to pick, t- say, two players to sign from Man United, who would they be? Two. Ooh. Sancho, definitely one. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Grealish, even though part of, me, part of me wants us to sign that young lad from Birmingham. I know nothing about him, yeah, but I have a feeling he's going to be class. <laughs> I'm and the same. He's, a, he's a big it, unit, like, playing hold midfielder. That's what I want. Yeah. And it's it's purely the fear of missing out, because we could get him now, and if we don't get him now, we'll end up spending £150 million on him in three years' time. Like, yeah, and, like, what's the worst that can happen? He can be next to Nick Powell, like, and we'll just forget about it. So it'll be grand. It's like a, it's a lose-lose situation, really, like. Yeah. You know? But, like... Th- they're not about like paying thirty something million for that lad, but is he not like not signing a professional contract? Should it not just be the couple of million I, I think, fee, like whatever it is? I think he like respects Birmingham a lot, and he's going to sign like a year long contract with him or something, just so they can get money or something. Like that. It'll go to arbitration. Ah, don't him so. I don't know. I feel like he feels like a nice guy. I I know I like him. I'd talk him up. I'll tag him in the podcast and say bring him. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> come on, come on, Jude. Come on, we want you. We'll be nice. Jude. Come on, Ian. come on now. Because well, um, we're signing his brother as well. Yeah, dude, fucking. Ra- he whether might. Be, he might be better. He might turn into fucking Fabio. He might be better than Raphael. So uh, whether that's a sweetener or not, or whether he's actually good, I have no idea. But feck it, get it done. Yeah, he could. He could be clash. You never know. Right, last yeah. couple of things before we go. Your boy Gallo, Odion, he's back. 
Oh, you're keeping yes. him. You're delighted. Yeah. Oh, absolutely delighted. Like, I'm delighted because the shite that was talked when we signed him first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is literally a win-win. Like, he's yeah, on loan. Yeah. If he doesn't do well, what about it? But I had a feeling he would just because he was such a fan. Like, mm-hmm. But I'm delighted he's staying. But it's still an, a weird move Like, because he's there till mid-next season. What if he's flying and then they have to negotiate again and he doesn't stay? It could completely disrupt your season. Now chances are he'll only be kind of a bit power player a sub mm-hmm. but it, it's still a bit of a strange one but I'm delighted he's staying still like. yeah I, I, I'd take him or leave him I thought he's done well I have no problem keeping him but I, I like the move because of Mason Greenwood like I don't think Greenwood is 100% ready to be the go-to striker all the time or the fellow we're throwing on with 10 minutes left like I think Gallo would be a better guy to throw on with 10 minutes left if you want to lash balls in or you need to you know throw crosses up there or something no, I like Mason mm. Greenwood. I think he's going to be one of the best players in the world. I, I think a lot of him. Um, but too much pressure too early. Having him as like... Like, we really only have Rashford and Martial as our strikers. And like, one of them is going to be playing yeah. on the wing, whoever is playing. So we we need yeah. Igalo as a sub. And we need Mason Greenwood as a sub as well. So I think to, to take a bit of the pressure away from Mason Greenwood alone, I think it's a good reason to keep uh, yeah. to keep Igalo. So... Yeah, like I, I wouldn't even put Rashford in the striker bracket yet. Like don't I, you know. I don't think he's very good through the middle. He's unbelievable off the left. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's great through the middle. Yeah, yeah, Martial is especially for the last, the last year. Martial has been very good through the middle, and Rashford has been very yeah. good off the left. So, yeah, it's it's the right wing. Like there was rumors of Dan James going alone or being sold. I know you're a big fan of Dan, Dan James. Like I, I'd keep him as well. He's good. Like he's a very good sub. Especially someone yeah. I think it was Al Foran tweeted the other day. Like if you have 20 minutes left in a game and it's you know three or four games left in the season and you've old like slow defenders or whatever and they're tired, who better to be fucking bring on than Dan James oh. and lash balls into him? Like perfect. He's an X factor like with the pace and like it's not like he hasn't performed well. Fair enough, he went through a bit of a slump, but. Mm-hmm. Like he played way more than I'm sure he'd anticipated to play, yeah. and it's a big jump to make. Like there are far bigger players than Dan James haven't made it at United straight away. Mm-hmm. So like, there's no way I'd sell him. I wouldn't let him on loan either, but at least a loan might make a little bit more sense. There's not a hope I'd sell him. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he's still. I think he's a very good player, and he's a very very good squad player to have. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good squad player. I don't think he'll ever be a great player, to be honest. I, you know, he's good, he's pacey, and he's always a good sub to have, a good squad player. I think we have a few good squad players. I know you probably disagree, but I think Andreas Pereira is a good squad player. Like, he can play holding midfielder 10, he can play in the no. wing. I think he's a good squad player. I don't think he'll no, ever he, be a starter. He can't He can't play there. He can stand there. He, he cannot play there. He can't play anywhere. No, he's, he was good at number 10 there at the start of the year. I thought he did well, no. Andreas is a, he's a good player, like. He's a good old player. Poor old Andreas. No, yeah, no. He's class. No, he's no. very good. Same as McTominay, sure. He's just, you know, a bit part player, kind of. You know, an average. Oh, don't even start on him. <laughs> an average Prairie, player, he, he's, one that, he, he's one that should go. I feel he won't go. I feel we'll be stuck with him, but geez, he should go. No, keep him. Do you know who we should let go? Diego Dallo and get fucking Hakimi. That's the boy we need. He's glass. Yeah, it's just on hope we get him now. Uh, He's going back to Madrid, I'd say. Class in FIFA too, yeah, probably. Right, last two things. Speaking of loan deals, we should fucking get Dean Henderson back from loan. Fuck up. <laughs> fuck up Sheffield United season. Don't let him back there for the last nine games. They get fucking relegated. We'll get top four. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. Job done. You disagree, do you? Do I, why? No, I, I do disagree. 
I do disagree. What? Is it, like, just you love I, what's his name? What's fucking Sheffield United? Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder. You love him. Absolute legend. Yeah. I do love him. Who would you rather but, see get top four? Man United or Sheffield United? Uh, Man United, obviously. But Sheffield United <laughs> a close second. Close. <laughs> I'd say you'd go, like, for, you'd go for Sheffield United just so you could be proven right. Like, No, no, I wouldn't. I, I'm very close to it, but... Let's say they'd soften the blow if they got it ahead of us. Yeah. But no, I'd never put them ahead of us. <laughs> you'd love it, you learn. You would fucking I know you. I know you too well. You would be fucking yeah. celebrating if Sheffield United got fourth. I bet you I didn't. Oh, Chris Wilder, another man I championed. Yeah, he is in fairness. Champion him at about 57 or 60 years of age, whatever he is, but <laughs> you, I championed him. You want to be careful though. <laughs> I championed fucking Roy Hodgson there last year. <laughs> you want to be careful now, Chef. You're get fucking relegated next year. You look like an awful dope altogether. But... Yeah, I know. But yeah. I, I, I just think it would be... Uh, it'd be very bad form for us to not extend the one. Like, mm-hmm. No, it, it, you could do it, of course. But I don't see who would benefit. We'd look like... Like, United would look like arseholes. Mm-hmm. I don't... I doubt Dean Henderson would be too happy because if they do bring him back, he's not going to play, I'd imagine. I don't think he even can play, can he? I don't think he can register lads like probably a not. season. Yeah. Pro- probably not. So, like, he's not going to be able to finish the season. So, he's going to be a bit upset. Mm-hmm. And then, it would only make sense if you had nailed on you were going to sell De Gea and he was number one next year. Mm-hmm. But other than, other than that, you're only upsetting Sheffield United, making United look like arseholes and upsetting Dean Henderson there's no yeah it just fair enough they might get top four I see your point but like no I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't do it. If, yeah, I'm a bigger prick than you I'd definitely do it <laughs> yeah if that if that's all we're depending on to get top four then it, it is it could be yeah right so who's going to get top four I'll, I'll call out a few of the points here it's very fucking close so we'll go from Arsenal up Arsenal in ninth position 40 points 28 games uh, 29 games Tottenham 41 points 28 games, Sheffield United 43, Wolves 43 on 29 games, Man United 45 in 5th place on 29 games, Chelsea 3 points ahead uh, in 4th place, and then Wol- or, uh, Leicester 5 points ahead of Chelsea, so Leicester 8 points ahead of Man United with the same amount of games. I, I know there's a lot of mathematics there, you put the fucking maths around my head there, but watch it, like, would, will Man United get top 4? Um, before we stopped I said they were Neil Lanford I was mm-hmm. extremely confident so I'm going to stick with that I, I think they will Um, like I think they'll catch Chelsea like don't Chelsea have like Williams out of contract Pay was he out of contract yeah but like, what about, Chelsea are after buying about four lads having not bought them yet really and like they're going that's going to give impetus to Tammy Abraham and all them boys to start playing better you know yeah but, but yeah but like I don't know, I still don't think so. Like, if half your team is leaving or kind of there, thereabouts with contracts, I don't, I, would they be really motivated to play? I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't think, I think we'll catch them anyway. Um, Leicester, I think, are the luckiest team in the league I after agree. Liverpool because they were, they were, they were gone, I think, were like they were going to get caught. Yeah. But they've had a chance to kind of regroup now. Mm-hmm. So, I'd say Leicester they're probably that bit far ahead so mm-hmm. I'd say Leicester would stay there and I think we'll get four Wolves dangerous as well like Wolves have a good team they have a good striker they have a good defence they have the best player in the world Adama Traore like they have a fantastic team so. <laughs> are you still going to call him the best player in the world if Liverpool signed him 
Fuck it. I don't know. He, do you know what? He is, in fairness, no, all jokes aside, he's the best right back in the world in FIFA. But he's fantastic. <laughs> he just bombs up the fucking wing. Like, there's no catching him. There is no catching him. No, do you know what the irony in all of this was? You said Nanny was shit, and Adama Traore <laughs> is a worse version of Nanny for erraticness. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> right there <laughs> I, give, I, I, give, I give you that I will give you that in fairness you are right there oh god yeah <laughs> he's fast though isn't he like all, yeah, I, all yeah. I want to see is Dan James and Adama Traore running like against each other who would win Jesus. oh I'd say Traore would he yeah, I don't know he'd just fucking nail him Ooh. out the way like he'd have been a slap of an elbow or something I'd love it imagine them two boys on the wing like oh stop we should sign him like 100% sign Adama bring yeah. him in. class Class act Adama. Best player in the world. Like, he's genuinely the best player in the world. I love Adama more than fucking my own family. He's brilliant. <laughs> anyway, right. <laughs> That's it. Fun podcast. We're back. We'll probably have... We'll, we'll probably have one in, like, two weeks' time. Probably won't, but... We'll uh, <laughs> we'll see you again, JJ. Any, uh, any final parting words for the people? Uh, yeah, I'd just like to thank our sponsor that has yet to give us money, Boo Box Physio. Um, <laughs> show him the t-shirt. Show him the t-shirt. Riff and Boo Vox. You need to go up. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The, the best, the best physio to administer no physio service whatsoever. He just yeah. convinces you in your mind that there's nothing wrong with you and you'll fix yourself. <laughs> They'll send you a great email of plans to fix yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's more like a psychiatrist, more like a psychiatrist than a physio. Yeah. Make sure um, you wash your hands before you go to him. <laughs> One person is going to get that and no one else. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> think you get Booavox Physio on Instagram. Yeah. And Twitter. And Twitter. Booavox.com probably isn't, but you're going there anyway. Right? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, JJ. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you all next time. Good luck. Good luck.